0: Welcome to Unstable, a relatable mental health podcast. Here we aim to deconstruct mainstream narratives about what it means to be well and talk about our shitty feelings, all in the hopes of finding some moments of healing or at the very least, someone to relate to. Hey everyone this is Rachel here with episode five can you believe it of unstable um before we get started today for housekeeping I don't know where we're at at the swear jar because I definitely didn't edit last week's episode yet and that's fine I've decided it's fine um so for intros and then this week I'm gonna add this uh new element that identities that you hold that are either important to you or that you feel kind of shape who you are. Mm -hmm. So mine are I'm a woman, I'm a daughter, sister, niece, granddaughter, family's very important to me, I'm a New Englander, I'm a friend, I'm queer, and I am a quintessential Virgo. (laughs) Um, And with that, that's the end of my intro. So now we have our sweet guest, David Abad, here to tell you a little bit about himself.
1: That, that's my cue. I'm that's assuming. your cue. Oh <laughs> that was not 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. I told you, Ty live.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. My name is David Abad. Uh, my pronouns are he and they. Mm. My physical description, let's see. I am coming into you as uh, brown and fabulous, Uh, although my hair is tucked away in a beanie, so it's not flowing. Um, It's literally almost down to my ass crack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was also recently adopted into the Gunakari clan and brought in by my dear sister, Dakhilach. Uh, Colleen James. Uh and my clinket name is Adainian honey. So yes. Um wanted to name that. Uh, some personal or some other descriptions, uh, you know brown skin, also fabulous. I am uh, sure. uh, uh an Aquarius, um, some other identities at sea. Um yeah i identify um or some strong identities that are uh prominent in my life uh, being an uncle um filipino uh and uh yeah gay male
0: i didn't know that you were an Aquarius, but I'm an Aquarius moon. And also now that I know you're an Aquarius, that makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am a Taurus moon.
0: Oh. Do you know you're rising?
1: Leo rising. Incredible. Okay. I was trying to see like, what is the... What's the, difference? I always mix it up, but I think that's accurate.
0: <laughs> I love it. Always here for a good astrology moment um well i guess to well first of all uh thank you for being here second of all we're on clink it on knee definitely forgot to say that in the beginning it's commonly referred to as juneau alaska but it's clink it on knee people um and i am just so excited to talk to david and chat about you know who knows i i have a lot of thoughts and we'll see if i get any of them out Um, so I guess to start off, I know before we started recording, you kind of talked about how you're newer to the world of kind of verbalizing mental health. Um, so can you kind of, just to give people an idea of like your story, your context, um, what was, what was David like before and what was David or like, what is David like now, now that you have that access to that verbalization? (laughs) It's <laughs> a loaded question. I know that there's a lot a to unpack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that that is definitely a good question. Um, I mean, when I think about uh, the word mental health, uh, for sure wasn't something that I un- or the, wasn't something that I was familiar with. Maybe within the, you know, maybe it was more verbalized within the past five years. Mm-hmm. When I think about, uh, you know, before that. I mean there are definitely times, you know, that I can recall um not to say that pre or before the, that those 5 years I was just completely unaccountable, <laughs> but for sure there were things that because I didn't recognize um, you know, the difference between or uh you know, being able to identify you know the need for mental health, the nuance within that, you know, the the word itself, um And, you know, this strive for wellness and well-being. um, Like, yeah, it it didn't seem uh, accessible at the time. Mm -hmm. So for sure, I think there were things that I was doing that may be considered mental health, but it was just never at the forefront of my mind. Considering, you know, how I'm still here today. (laughs) And uh, so there are things that... So something along the way, like, despite all, like, the hiding and not, you know, expressing myself to the way I wanted to. And, um, you know, uh, know, I'm sure there were things that I was doing that helped me along the way. Yeah. Um, I think right now, like, family for sure, you know, they were consistent, uh, you know figure in my life, like having family surrounding me, the big Filipino family here <laughs> in town. Um, but yeah, there are just definitely things that I was... I, yeah, I think about all the times that I was unaccountable in so many different ways. Um, or just doing things uh, because of just... I didn't know what was going on around me. Yeah. Uh, I was just kind of like going with it and not really... Yeah. So um and maybe more things will come out you know as the whatever that pre understanding of you know mental health but i think uh should we talk about the post or the kind of that um
0: you know your current journey yeah cuz it sounds like you had a lot of like supports and not quite like coping mechanisms but a lot yeah a lot of supports that you benefited from but like you didn't necessarily acknowledge or label it or have or like the people around you didn't label it as like this is a support to your mental health um so it's like you had the pieces but you didn't have the uh I don't know what's the word I don't know the full picture I don't know what what is david like now like what What does being well mean to you now?
1: (laughs) I think about, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, when I was able to recognize that mental health, that anybody can really, uh, you know, no matter your experiences, you're deserving of acknowledging your mental health (laughs) and being well. You don't have to go through, you know, while I did it, you know, experience uh, or go through traumatic experiences mm-hmm. to varying levels of degrees uh you know it's not like you have to go through that to be deserving and acknowledging your mental health yeah. and wellness uh, but for sure it wasn't you know or when i started to really pay attention was when i started to step into um social justice spaces and mainly like talking circles Or uh, spaces in which like vulnerability was like so welcome, and that was so different. I remember when I, uh, you know, first experienced, you know, talking from the heart. I was like, "Well, we're we're all doing that." (laughs) I'm Um, sorry, we have to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Which was which was fine, uh, but it was definitely a new experience. And um, I think through these experience of understanding, hearing about mental health. Or the you know what does mental health look like, but then also what does it look like in practice? So being in these groups, or where like everyone, whether or not they knew the, uh, whether or not they knew, to name things as mental health mm-hmm. um, or addressing mental health, that the spaces were inherently trauma informed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and for sure, uh, most. Uh, you know, a lot of those spaces were indigenous led, um, you know, where uh, maybe, you know, brown, black, or uh, queer people were frequenting uh, to share space. And so, um, yeah, there was just like an acknowledgement of like how we hold space together. So that's where I just started to learn about those practices. Um, and you know, with social media being like, I feel like every time I scroll or doom scroll, it's (laughs) like, there's a lot of reference to like, you know, the nuances within, you know, what wellness can look like, Mm -hmm. you know, learning about all like relationships, um, boundaries, consent, uh, accountability. There's so much out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I think there's like a, a level of that that you know I try to pay attention to, um, see how it applies, and you know try to absorb everything. But for sure, like I know there's a lot of patterns that I do and how I absorb these material or how I absorb the concepts and materials, and thinking that if I read everything that I'll be this fully realized. Like, well, <laughs> you're I'll be like fine. I've done it, <laughs> but I always end up catching myself like faulting in the practice because it's like I theorize everything mm. and there's this fear and like okay now put it in practice now put it in practice and pardon me is like when I have those opportunities you, I stumble and then I get I'm hard on myself and I'm like ah this is hard and but I think it's in those moments of practicing that m- makes it uh like um fully realized or mm. like Yeah, I learned so much in the practicing, (laughs) whether or not I fail. (laughs) Um, And yeah, even like these fears or even in the, yeah, this, um, you know, fear of messing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if everyone has it, but, you know, I definitely kind of attribute it to, you know, growing up in a Asian or Filipino household of, and i don't know if it's like being the youngest of the yeah. my siblings or just like or perfection all these different things all these different uh identities or um just like things that i i, I recognize growing up uh and having to sort of like deal with in my head yeah um but yeah, there's definitely like pressure to like, oh, I gotta, so like, yeah, the, trying to learn everything. I wonder is like, oh, is that because I was just, you know, this model minority or, there's more there to unpack. <laughs> I definitely thought I was like, no, I, but yeah, maybe more will come out. We'll There's see. more <laughs> to discover, Yeah, like you said
0: in the beginning. Um, well, you brought up, I mean, well, first of all, if anyone doesn't have a fear of failing, can they tell us how they achieved that like (laughs) send me an email i want to know um so i think that yeah what you were saying is a very human experience but then you while you are doing it in your personal life you can you have the ability and you have these new tools to kind of reflect and look back on well what's particularly about my upbringing my identities my existence in this world is like making me do this um And that's where I think nuance comes in, like you were saying. But also, you bring up a good point that like vulnerability and healing and practicing these ideas of wellness, for lack of a better word, like is actually a super uncomfortable and deeply internal personal work. Um, And it's just like a lot more than like like you were saying you can take in information on social media but like you have to then internalize it um and so much of it is about kind of retraining and rewiring our body and our res- natural responses to things um so like how do you think <laughs> we as a society or just like we as individuals kind of stop hiding from the deeply personal side of like, true wellness work, um, and, you know, really dive in, like, you very much seem to be doing, by the way, kudos, (laughs) you're very self-reflective, and that is a beautiful skill to have.
1: Maybe too (laughs) (laughs) self-reflective.
0: So, how do we kind of stop hiding from the deeply personal part of this, quote-unquote, wellness work, um, either as individuals or as a society,
1: Ooh, how do we stop hiding? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or how do we? Because I, I mean, like it's, it's normal and it's like a natural response to want to hide and protect ourselves from hard things. So like, how do we show grace with ourselves in the moments when we do hide and falter, but also remind ourselves that like showing up is, you know, that's what, that's where the real work gets done. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. That's a big, another big question. All I do is That's ask big people questions. big questions
0: and then they hate me a little bit. It's fine.
1: No, I mean, I totally can understand. Um, like, obviously, there's this, like, fantasy of mine where it's like, oh, I can fully, like, where I can fully exist and be myself and be authentic. And I know that version exists, mm-hmm. but sometimes I unable to access it depending on, you know, how I'm feeling or, you know, and then impacted by external things of what's, you know, how I'm, yeah. uh, The things around me. Um, So for sure, uh, like it's definitely not something that is everywhere, you know, to like, there's definitely a place where you don't have to always hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those spaces do exist, um, for sure. And I think about, you know, it's really in, um, you know, in the relationships that I build that I can find, uh, you know, access to that mm-hmm. or the possibilities of, you know, w- experimenting with, you know, I don't like my identities. Um, you know, I'm peeling a layer of like, of, you know, how I want to express myself, how I want to be in a relationship, I think it is through, um like, I do less hiding when I am connecting deeply with another person mm-hmm. or, you know, or people around me. And then I find myself more retracting when, like, I'm uncertain of how I will be perceived. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think, yeah, both exist. Like, I don't want to deny, I mean, for me, like, I I cannot deny that, you know, I, I'm afraid of, you know, how people will take the long hair down to my ass crack when I let it down, <laughs> or when I wear some wide leg pants, which I'm currently experimenting with. Um,
0: I support it. it. So <laughs> it's
1: like all these things that, you know, these are all, you know, in a way they're like small things. Yeah. Uh, Like don't mean much (laughs) but there's definitely um, you know how I exist here or how you know it definitely impacts um, or I guess not necessarily but I'm highly aware of um, yeah like how visible or how uh, or yeah how visible do I want to be today yeah Um, I think like Every day I think about, like, what are you going to wear today?
0: Who are what you going to see today? What yeah. are you going
1: to do later? Or so I really have to cater. Or sometimes. And, yeah. And and there's times where it's like, I don't care. <laughs> but just to have that consideration, I think it highlights for me. So I, I know that exists, like, these people that just don't fucking care. And that's great. Yeah. And I'm trying to get there because I know it exists. And I'm excited to be in those spaces. Um, but i think my my experiences in my journey has kind of slowed it down a little bit or to get to where i want to be and um so i'm recognizing that more uh and and it's hard yeah because it's like uh you know and it's like being in a relationship with yourself it's like it's like I don't want to know about that. It's like you got to. Or,
0: um, I don't want to deal with that right now. You have to. <laughs> there's no escaping it. It's in your head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which happens a lot because sometimes I will like. I mean, I I really don't want to say the word overthinking. Although I'll just say it, like, yeah, I tend to go over the. My brain can overthink. <laughs> um to the point where it's like, I'll have conversations. I'll like think of all the scenarios and- Oh, absolutely. And then I'll think that I had it in real life. And it's like, no, you talk, you just had a conversation with yourself. That person actually knows nothing about- Yeah. So that's a side <laughs> thing. Like that's, yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny though. Cause it's like, no, we've like, we've resolved this. It's like, you've never talked to anyone but your own self about
1: this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think that's just like a habit because of like, Not wanting to mess up, fear of messing up, or like trying to not put the burden of, I don't know, just like have less or to have it, yeah, to just be more fully realized. Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes, uh, yeah, it takes work to be fully communicative with another person and be in a relationship with another person. So that's where I'm like, you know, that's where I have to, um, you know, I found a lot of grounding in that. And luckily I am, you know, in the time that I've lived in Juneau, I moved back about six years ago, mm. um, like using the, using, uh, well, I guess, um, since I've been back, really f- focusing on relationships specifically, like who do I want to surround myself with? And that has, been helpful for me to sort of like um reassess like you know like who are my friends coming back into town and like do i still want to be friends with them uh like with people i knew 10 years ago yeah um you know who do i want to be so really uh finding and surrounding myself with people that kind of pointed me towards like that person that you know I strive to be and you know carrying better like other value or newer values that I wasn't considering um yeah really prioritizing care uh and care I mean specifically care and relationships yeah um respect but yeah all of that is hard because it's um you know I think about all the you know recognizing boundaries which that's hard <laughs> um and maintaining them <laughs> or like being accountable uh i love that quote oh god i, I don't know who is the original um person who said it but like accountability can feel like an attack when you're not ready to address your own yeah uh harm and so i think about that a lot of how i react to things and luckily. Like, I am in community with people that can understand that, Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: which is great. But I also know um, that there's versions of me that um, can still react negatively, and then my uh, brain starts to go in flux.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that all kind of leads me, I have, like, two questions kind of off of that so i guess i'll just pick one no please. you're y'all. sparking so many thoughts in me david um I'm going
1: everywhere like it's hard to keep track of it,
0: like oh there's a lot going on in our heads at all times so mm. like having a space to just get it out feels good sometimes
1: i know we probably should have like got out all like all the shitty things that i've done but you know out of the way first and then we go like oh how does how, who am i now <laughs> full
0: circle no you are fine because that's really
1: it's like the person who i was is like sc- starting to like creep in just like you remember this time remember this but time what about- <laughs> but <laughs> <So> like
0: that <laughs> we are all like we're all deeply flawed and i think that's another big part of like a journey with mental health is Kind of like what you were saying acknowledging like that you can't you have the capacity to do harm and like as long as you are open to being held accountable and like aware of everyone's capacity to do harm i think that is half the battle <laughs> it's just getting yourself in that mindset that like being held accountable is not an attack on you it is all part of growth um But so you talked a lot about relationships and kind of how the relationships and the communities that you find yourself in now have really bolstered you from what I'm hearing and like helped you have these spaces of like deeper self-realization and vulnerability. But I feel like that is something that just we as humans struggle with is like letting go of like toxic people or letting go of people that like maybe not aren't even necessarily toxic but just like don't fit your vibe anymore for lack of a better term because i feel like we carry a lot of guilt of like oh but i knew this person when i was 15 and like we have those memories together so like do you have any thoughts now i'm just thinking about that because i have so many i have so many people that i'm like oh my god i don't talk to them at all anymore and i have no ill will towards them they just don't fit into like the how I am living my life right now, you know? Um do you have any thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it's a natural I mean it is a natural. Yeah. Like, is that fun? <laughs> Should we tell them that? <laughs> no, I mean I just I feel guess... like we
0: don't address it. That's the thing though, is like you no, talk right. to them and it's like, oh nothing's changed, but it's like so much has changed though. <laughs>
1: I definitely can relate, Um, you know, I think about, okay, let's see, that is a big question. I I didn't
0: even know I was gonna ask that one, David. Your words just sparked that in me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, to say that I haven't done that to sort of like outgrow another person, Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens. Uh, I think just for me as someone who's like highly, you know, I'm very an emotional person and, uh, and I don't know if it's just like wanting to people, please, or just, or just, it's, I, and I know it's okay to have emotions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely experienced that. And, um, the first thing that clinked, like clung to my mind was just when you mentioned about, uh, relationships and, um, relationships with people. I don't know. I, Something, maybe I'll just get this out of the way of like relationships (laughs) with like family. Uh Oh God, this is so hard because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, are very close with their family, which I can get quite envious when I hear about that. And, um, but you know, I will admit that I do kind of feel that with, you know, certain members of my family you know in um you know on my journey of not only thinking about mental health or i mean that's just one part of the big this bigger picture of existing mm-hmm. uh you know um you know within systems of oppression and uh all the things that are going on um you know historically and generationally and uh, currently like all these things I pay attention to and it impacts me a lot and I'm like constantly learning and addressing them and so I say that because I think that's how I've sort of um, you know let people like how uh, I guess people's access to me is through how much uh, You know others maybe like care about those the same things that i do now Mm -hmm. um and so it's really really easy to identify uh like those that i can just bypass talking about um like the existence of racism like i don't have to debate that
0: yeah like it's a fact (laughs) here so yeah
1: and i already can tell it's like okay yeah we can totally start here or we can start here where are Mm -hmm. we starting um and so especially new relationships, it's really easy for me to be like, okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah. we, we, We're we cool. I like your vibe. Um, and then there's other people that are maybe more in my life that, um, you know, that I've had to sort of reconsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think about how, like, I don't think, similarly, I don't think negatively of a lot of people. I've sort of like, lesson you know uh the guilt uh within myself mm-hmm. and you know think about like what did i learn from this person so yeah and those people do exist but i think um overall when there is this guilt around family where mm-hmm. i feel like i've done a lot of healing or trying to understand the healing that i need uh you know how i relate with the world and find it or i find that um you know like my family don't don't really want to talk about any of that yeah i don't know how to like bring them in because i feel like i've just continued to learn and almost like outgrown my family yeah my journey it's
0: like i want to bring you with me but i can't do all. i don't want
1: to yeah i don't want to start back at
0: yeah but like i've already been there so i need you to get here
1: yeah so there's a lot of uh carry a lot of guilt around that Mm -hmm. because i'm still like existing you know close with my sister and my nephews and um yeah so all these all these people in my life i think back like you know i was really close with a lot of my cousins but and sometimes i wonder if it's like oh is it me am i not willing to let people in more am i not willing to share my journey But I mean, it's all, it's complicated because it's like I worry about again. Um, I almost feel like I go against the grain of what, uh, how I should behave and exist in the, uh, in the Filipino sense. Uh Um, so like, yeah, being gay or being like, you know, outspoken, being, uh, just like visible in any way um you know going against the status quo mm-hmm. you know i kind of uh critique that or kind of go, yeah um and it doesn't sit well yeah and it's hard because i pay attention to everything so it's and i think i've always paid attention like really closely as a young kid of like you know even growing up uh you know and not even recognizing you know the systems at play all the systems of oppression all the different elements like I don't have words for that, but it's like you start. I started to just learn, like do this, don't do that. This is acceptable. Yeah, that's so. This it's is like, how
0: my family is supposed to act. Yeah. this is how. Yeah.
1: And so I created that same list with my family, and it's um. So it's just, and I'm reminded of like, this is how you shouldn't act. And I I feel so guilty when I can, you know, be more authentic in other spaces. Yeah. And it's like, how do I bridge this gap? And it's like, and like, do I? Can I? Can yeah. I, am I?
0: Do I have to? Do I have to? Is it to? possible?
1: So, um, and yeah, I mean, it. It's slow, like you know, when I started growing out my hair, like my, just like when I would let down my hair, I think there's just like certain glances. that just like you know, it's like, don't do that.
0: Yeah. Put that away. <laughs> yeah. Or
1: um, like or cuz it's pretty much like oh cuz you look you know feminine Yeah. which is not what you're supposed to do like you're not and I'm just like so to just go um yeah against the grain in any way mm-hmm. uh yeah was just like I paid attention and mm-hmm. I remember the, all those moments and then not just my sister but like everyone yeah um and while it's uh shouldn't be a big deal because it happens but it's like You know i definitely feel more comfortable in certain spaces um and then others i just like kind of like yeah i get really nervous and you know shaky and uh you know wish i could be more confident um and i try to it's not like i hide completely but it's definitely has an impact when you don't have to put so much work into thinking in existing yeah so and
0: in like regulating Mm-hmm. Your just like your physiological comfort yeah. in a space.
1: And so, yeah, going back to your original question, I think there's something I want to say in there is related of just like how the relationships, you know, whether like pre, um, you know, understanding about accountability or healing and all those things, like what I need to be well, um, how I exist in this world. Uh, Like all those relationships I made before, Not a lot of people are intact.
0: (laughs) Not a lot of people made it to the post. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: it's. (laughs) But it's like I hold them, you know, most of the those people dearly. Yeah. You know, I don't. I um, and and at the same time, it's like uh, you know, I made. Well, I guess this is not necessarily outgrowing. It's just like people move on and I, mm-hmm. you know, I think highly of all the people. Like, oh, my friends, I wish we were together again. But yeah, unrelated.
0: Especially now <laughs> during COVID. I always
1: remember, yeah, always remember the good times.
0: One thing that you were just kind of talking about was um, how your body has like this physical reaction to, you know, being in certain spaces that may not be fully accepting or fully understanding of kind of how you want to either present or express yourself um and you brought up um like specifically with your hair being like viewed as feminine in filipino culture especially um is what you were referring to at least um so i kind of have two i like really want to talk about the patriarchy and masculinity (laughs) So I have a few questions around this. So do you want to just... You can either start with your thoughts on it and then I could ask you questions based on your thoughts or I can just jump in with a question. What would Mm, you prefer?
1: Patriarchy and masculinity. Ooh, that is such a big... (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe it's not that. Um, (laughs) I mean, I did... Uh, learn about you know what are the traditional forms of patriarchy and mm-hmm. masculinity growing up uh, you know like I previously mentioned around you know all the things that I w- like uh, that were accepted like recognizing uh, you know how to behave or w- what mannerisms weren't welcome um, like all of that especially uh, just you know as a Well, I guess maybe it came up more as a young adult as I was sort of, like, understanding, like, oh, you're gay. (laughs) What's (laughs) And it's like, how do you exist um, as a gay person within the patriarchy and then knowing, you know, recognizing, like, these are all, you know, what traditionally masculine uh, behaviors look like and then... Um, So, yeah, so for sure, well, one, having to uh, put up a front to Mm -hmm. perform, uh, you know, and we can talk about what that performance looked like. But then I think about, you know, now, like what I am sort of, I guess, I don't know when I say like reclaiming, but it's just like recognizing all those parts that I sort of had to change Mm -hmm. and then doing the complete opposite (laughs) So that's where I'm like, start there. Yeah. <laughs> and the hair is just like, a, you know, not even, you know, it's not even, uh, you know, I don't perceive it necessarily as feminine. It's just, it's perceived, or I don't perceive it as feminine. It's perceived in the outside world as feminine. Yeah. I just saw a picture of like traditional Filipino men. And I was like, long hair is like, cool. I, they I
0: love look it. Cool.
1: <laughs> I want that. I mean, they they were like, you know, in loincloths or whatever. But (laughs) I was just like, cool. And all these different things of, you know, seeing another person wear earrings. I was like, and big earrings. I was like, you can do that. I can do that. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, this is feminine. It was just like, how do you exist? But it's obviously perceived as uh being feminine, but I was just like, why is it me? I was just like, why can it be masculine too? But no, why, whatever. Why whatever. does
0: femininity and masculinity exactly. exist? Exactly.
1: So yeah. Um but to be highly conscious of, you know, that contradiction all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: I get yeah, it, it confuses me. <laughs> you know, because the more I um lean into it, the sort of like exploration, um, it definitely uh you know doesn't sit too well in some uh, spaces
0: (laughs) yeah well and even like even just the fact that like you're here having this conversation with me like i feel like traditionally people would look at a conversation like this and be like this isn't like that's not the quote unquote manly thing to do like blah 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 um and i think that's fucking dumb but also like how do you feel that like patriarchal norms and these notions these like strict notions that society seems to have of masculinity and feminin- femininity um are like detrimental to people who choose to identify as men's well-being
1: <laughs> i know hi no 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 it's um I mean, the I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just um, the emotional aspect mm-hmm. and, you know, what's deemed acceptable and what's not. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, growing up, I uh, cried a lot <laughs> and just like having and then learning that um, expressing my emotions or crying or I guess specifically crying and being, you know, quote unquote, sensitive. Mm. um there was just like no time for that uh and I wonder it's like two things of just like uh you know not trad- or you know not welcome uh within the patriarchy um like suppressing emotions was mm-hmm. and then also it's just i think about um you know whether or not it's related in processing in the live of there was just no time to cry yeah just like living you know my parents were also uh just you know they immigrated here from the philippines and you know trying to just make a life Mm -hmm. that we just couldn't make any mistakes so it could be you know the patriarchal sense but you know part of me was like i wonder if it's just couldn't just do anything wrong yeah no time to like it's like you just gotta i don't know pursue the american dream yeah whatever. you gotta
0: assimilate and you gotta shut up is basically yeah. how it. so th- how that's felt.
1: where the yeah and whether or not that's real i was just like oh huh, that's an interesting <laughs> idea um so for sure yeah the the emotional aspect um i mean how, how it impacts uh you know youth growing up or just anyone growing up um gosh I think about uh you know how beautiful the world can be if there were uh like how people exist or how people i guess um I think about like art mm-hmm. and you know creation and things like that that I don't know if it's necess- i mean could it be considered would you consider it as a More, um, like, non-manly skill or just, like, being involved in that way, singing. And, and yeah, of course, times are changing. So, yeah, I'm thinking about all the things that... um, And, again, it could be either, like, compounded with not just the patriarchy, but also, um, yeah, assimilation or, uh, you know, what does success look like so i guess it gets all a little muddled in my head around like you know if you want to do that it's not going to make you any money
0: yeah So it, <laughs>
1: yep. yeah i was definitely an artsy kid but i learned you know quite early suppress the art like, you know this the pressure to be like you got to be a doctor you got to be an engineer and i was like what? <laughs> that sounds so boring
0: yeah you're like but what if i didn't do that
1: and again like i don't do any of that and i think i hold a lot of like yeah there's um i know we totally went off topic but it's just like uh success and what you know success in the view of my parents like i don't know if they see me as just like successful i don't know if i'll ever hear like oh we're proud of you for doing the things i was like "Hmm." but um yeah that definitely impacts uh you know my way of thinking Hmm.
0: How do you think, because I feel like a lot, like, with mental health and men, it's either, like, you either need mental health help or you don't. When really, like, every person existing, man, woman, non-binary, no gender, like, whatever, has mental health that needs to be addressed and cared for and nurtured because it's health. So, like, why is it that emotions are seen as such a feminine thing like why is that who decided that I have to talk to them (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, that's yeah
0: (laughs) And there are so many people that would probably disagree with that statement and like they think that they are feeling things and they think that they are expressing themselves but there's like so much more and this is not a fault mm-hmm. onto them, but it's just like I I wish you could see how much you are being held back by yourself <laughs> in these systems that you think benefit you.
1: Yeah, I I do agree that there's like a narrative of um, men overall uh, to re- uh, even consider mental health as an option to be addressed Mm. um i mean i think there's like a sense of uh you know the generation of men that you know back then more traditionally like to be to suppress emotions Mm -hmm. and then who are they teaching and so it kind of still bleeding into um in a way this you know, because I feel like those men still exist. Yeah, and so who are they interacting and teaching, or um, you know, and I mean, I think about my father. Of you know, there's no emotions, don't know how to meaningfully connect, mm-hmm. not asking, you know, just questions or like interests, and so, um, well, because it just makes me think of, like, for sure, men. Um, I think still, uh, or maybe like specifically here, (laughs) uh, there's still, you know, that presence of, um, you know, traditional masculinity or patriarchy and, you know, things like, you know, which emotions are deemed acceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like for sure, no, no crying or sadness, but anger or aggression is, um, accepted but not to say like you know that's the only thing it's like whether you're like yeah. calm or get put put together but you and you can have access to aggression yeah um but uh yeah opposite of that no um
0: well can i but can i butt, can I butt oh, in sorry yeah. well even going off of like this idea of aggression and anger is acceptable but like crying and stuff isn't also, like, possessiveness and stuff is, like, oh I feel, like, m- more accessible to them, whereas, like, vulnerability and, like, being open and honest that, like, I am afraid that XYZ will leave me or I will lose X, like, I feel like that's not as accessible to men. Maybe I'm making that up because I would not know I'm not a man. Yeah, what do you feel like the repercussions for men are if they aren't those things? Or like if they do show their vulnerability or their...
1: I mean, you know, the most obvious would be um, for me, I think uh, the name-calling that can come with Mm it. you know, being called gay or... um, yeah, just like, you know, are you a girl? Or, yeah. uh, so I think there's just like this social uh, impact on, you know, especially if you're vulnerable openly, or, um, you know, it definitely can change, uh, you know, dynamic between people if it's like, whoa, or, or it's, or if it is, it's like it has to be done in private. Um, but yeah, yeah, there definitely are. Uh, repercussions and um, you know if you don't conform to patriarchal norms um, yeah. I well, I had more to say about those okay. repercussions you well, like, know them all
0: <laughs> it's like yeah like vulnerability okay. is mocked as like mm-hmm. feminine, feminine and then which like inherently means that it's bad or less than, mm-hmm. which then plays into patriarchal systems and this notion that men are superior to women or men should have like the power mm-hmm. because like women can't handle shit, which is a lie. That's not me saying that <laughs> that mm-hmm. opinion. Um,
1: well, and then just leads to all these different things like you know it's obviously not good for you to suppress your emotions yeah and so just long term like what can that look like depression uh suicidal ideations. yes um all those other things like unless we're uh you know recognizing that within ourselves i think it can it it can manifest into different things uh substance uh use or abuse of substances yeah um you, can you know, just alcohol things like
0: that like stress, stress which is then terrible for your physical health right and then like your physical health could deteriorate in a way that you didn't expect or sooner mm-hmm. than you expected which would then affect your mental health
1: yeah. but if Impept you don't relationships. have relationships
0: yeah but then if you don't have the ability to like access your mental health and like acknowledge it then it's just this cycle mm-hmm
1: and I also think of it, there's also like an aspect of like individualism mm-hmm. um, that comes within patriarchy and, um, you know, not asking for help. Yeah. Um, as being an aspect of that, or uh, just like having all the right answers. It's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of that tied in, up into just like the. How can you ever mess up?
0: Well, like, yeah. People mess up. And it places unfair so. expectation on men and like not sustainable expectations on like you're a human person. Give yourself some grace. But then they'd be like, Grace is girly. <laughs> that makes me sad.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about who men or even for, like, who I find myself being most vulnerable with, mm-hmm. like, it's really hard to be vulnerable with other men. And all re- I mean, I recognize that. There's definitely, like, less access to, you know, healthy, positive, m- like, male role models in my life mm-hmm. than there are, um, you know, just, like, opening up with, you know, more people that I identify with, so you know like opening up more uh uh you know with women or queer people mm-hmm. like it's so much easier to just um yeah like the the a majority of the times where i've just broken down or discovered parts of myself is because like you know people uh yeah, um, like women or yeah, queer people have just asked these really critical questions <laughs> that um, held space for me to be vulnerable. And I found, yeah, so I yeah. found, um, you know, reflecting on them. I can think of all the names and all the people uh, who have done that for me. And very, very few men. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, and do, like, I just feel like in a way that's holding them back from like emotionally evolving but like it's probably very isolating for like you are lucky enough to have these other relationships with people and these other avenues where you can have where they do hold space for you but I'm imagining like Mm -hmm. a typical which like does that even exist but like a typical cis white guy particularly is in my mind and just being isolated not necessarily to any fault of his own but like because no one else around him that he hangs out with was ever taught or demonstrated like how to access their emotions and be there for each other in vulnerable situations and like that's a detriment to any human being so i guess to wrap it up we can end on you know more positive note than that (laughs) um so I know earlier you acknowledged like you know I I don't always give voice to my whole self and like sometimes I have these stumbling blocks but like in the moments when you are finally giving voice and giving space to like your whole self or at least as whole of yourself as you are thus far because we are ever evolving and growing and changing um How does that like how does that feel like what is that like <laughs>
1: is that the that's the question question. yeah how does that feel how does that feel give other people things to aspire to was that came to mind was there is a sense of liberation Mm. um gosh like when you and i hope everyone can feel this at some point in their lives because it starts to become like a measure of which like oh you know you can get there yeah and you have access to it and it's beautiful and so when you're feeling not that it's like you know you were there at one point
0: yeah clearly something's not right here if you can't achieve that here
1: yeah and so i mean for sure there is a sense of liberation to even just uh experience the fullness of yourself and you know it can get bigger but just to even know that you can just go there um i think of you know it's not just like Embracing how I, how I present myself physically, but it's also, um, you know, those around me holding space Mm. that, you know, that feels, uh, you know, where I can be, where I'm seen, um, where there's no, uh, like, there's no doubts or concerns in my being there's no fears tied to it it's just this yeah and and i say that because i experienced it Mm. um and and when i think back of uh you know those emotions um i don't it it just uh you know it, it it sets the bar for myself of like that's what how do i do how do i create that every day Mm. um and i and i recognize that there's days that you know i don't feel as uh you know confident you know depending on whatever it is that's happening in my life but to know that it exists so i just um um yeah and i think it just starts with you know really being intentional about the people in your life and the relationships uh that you're that you nurture and and it's hard because it's like really being trusting Mm. and um really being uh being like reciprocal about it so it's you know you're holding space for other people and uh to also be themselves Mm. and you're not limiting anyone's um you know experiences so well yeah anyway so yeah. <laughs> and i mentioned you know that feeling uh, just overall because i think uh you know that also can um be a sort of measure to you know uh you know it makes me think about boundaries a lot yeah like when i'm interact you know this space while it does exist and it's and it can exist in a way like you know all the time but you know we will encounter uh experiences where it's you know someone may make you feel a certain way so Mm -hmm. it's really like whoever that person is like if if you if you want them in their life or in your life um If they're making you feel smaller than what you know you deserve, then it's like maybe there's a boundary that needs to be put there. Or Maybe just naming it, being like being open and communicative of of what is happening to your you know spiritually, Um, and then obviously if you know if it's a complete stranger and we want nothing to do with them, it's like (laughs) that's not who you want.
0: Hey, I know you just met. Yeah,
1: bye, done. Um, So I also think about that of uh, just like using that as a barometer yeah um, that's a good way of putting it how you know how how we're interacting but oh but it goes back to just like those moments where you feel most free Mm. and it's not like you uh like you know you'll ever be like you know um i don't want to say like it'll change yeah and you'll it'll evolve and it'll feel differently in in so many different ways. so it's not like there's only one feeling, it's just like any moment where you feel completely seen, like you start mm-hmm, there yeah. and you know and you just learn from it. um I don't know, yeah, but definitely puts me in a happy place to think about <laughs> that potential of of yeah, um, you know, existing and being fully seen, and then also uh you know on the on the outside how other people are you know may witness that yeah um so there's something also deeply special in you know when you exist fully you know you open up the possibility for someone else to exist fully and so and there's a little bit of fear and hesitation of course but i think there is a push for myself to um you know transcend traditional uh you know, patriarchal norms and um just like mix things up, shake things <laughs> up in this town. Um because yeah, I, I, I definitely can uh you know, there's moments where um oh gosh. Yeah, maybe that is that
0: Your point, yeah, your point of the barometer is beautiful, and the point, like, it is it is this little, when you do have your bad days, because everyone has bad days, there's a little beacon of hope for you to be like, you know how good you can feel. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen again. Well, cool. I mean, that, what a lovely, what a lovely uplifting note to end it on, and yeah, like David said, we hope that everyone listening has that, you know, experience, and has that feeling of liberation because you all deserve it and i guess on that note david thank you so much for chatting and sharing and being vulnerable with me today and as we sit here with the snow falling and it getting darker it's very cozy um and to all of our listeners as always thank you for listening and we are so happy that you're here Unstable is hosted by Rachel Iofola, recorded by Tai Shea, and edited by Scott Burton. This podcast is made possible because of the collective vision of the Juno Suicide Prevention Coalition and funding from the Juno Community Foundation. We'd love to hear from you with any comments, thoughts, or suggestions, so send us an email at unstable.pod at gmail.com.